the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Today in this hour, we're looking at the nine lepers in Luke's Gospel, chapter 17. And I'm telling you, this is a Christmas message. Now, hang with me. I'm not done. I'm not finished. In the first segment, we looked at their condition. These lepers in Luke chapter 17 stood afar off. Why? Because they had to. Because of their condition of leprosy, they were not allowed to be with the general population. They were doomed. They were condemned. That was their condition. Secondly, in verse 13 of Luke 17, we saw their contrition. They cried out to Jesus. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Not just heal us. They realized there was a spiritual aspect here. They they begged for mercy. And then, oh, this is wonderful. In verse 14, we see their conversion. Their conversion. And when he saw them, he said unto them, and this is interesting. I find this extremely interesting, the way Jesus dealt with this. Let me read it for you again, verse 14. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass, as they went, they were cleansed. Hmm, interesting. Now, that's a strange thing for anyone to tell a leper. Go and show yourself to the priest. If their leprosy was not healed, they would not be allowed to get within 20 feet of a priest. A priest would never defile themselves by getting close to a leper. And yet Jesus gave them very specific instructions. Go show yourselves to the priest. And look at this. It says, as they went, they were cleansed. Now, I don't think I'm reading anything here into the text. These lepers knew that if they were not healed, there was no possible way they would be allowed even close to the priest. So if they took the words of Jesus and headed toward the priest, they must have believed with all of their heart that they were going to be healed. Now, this is important. They didn't say, well, Jesus, uh, we're going to wait until we see if we're healed. We don't want to get kicked out of the temple. If we're not healed, the priest won't let us. And besides, 
we're already humiliated being lepers. Think of the humiliation if we tried to to get close to a priest. So I have to conclude from this that by faith they obeyed. And by faith they went on their way, and the text is very clear. As they went, they were cleansed. As soon as they expressed faith, they obeyed the command of Jesus by faith, and the instant they obeyed by faith, they were healed. And Jesus says, go show yourself. He doesn't say, go to the priest and ask the priest to pray for you. He says, go show yourself. I am convinced they would not have gone unless they believed they would be healed. And the minute they believed and acted on that belief, they were healed. My friend, we are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by God's grace, not by our works, and we are saved by faith. It is not just a rote prayer. Well, Jesus, somebody told me to get saved, so I guess I'm going to ask you to save me. Don't have anything better to do. No, no, no. No, no, no. No. It is putting your complete faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. An essential element of real true salvation, of really, truly being born again, is first believing that Jesus Christ is who he said he was. He was God in the flesh. And he did come to this earth and live a perfect life. And he did offer himself as the perfect sacrifice for the sin of the world and for your sin and my sin. We are saved by grace through faith. But it is not. It is not. It is not a result of your good works. It is believing. I read the story of how C.H. Spurgeon was saved, the great and famous preacher in London in the mid-1800s the most popular preacher on planet Earth while he was living. He was saved as a teenager. He was raised in a Bible-believing church. He had heard the gospel on many occasions, but he had never trusted Christ as Savior. One day he was walking home, and he happened to turn aside to go into a church. And there in the pulpit, a preacher was preaching on the time in the book of Exodus, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness and the curse came upon them and they began dying. And God told Moses, put a serpent up on a pole. Remember that story? 
make a serpent, a fiery serpent, and put it up on a pole and tell the children of Israel, anyone who looks will be saved. Well, the preacher that day began proclaiming from the pulpit as the children of Israel had to look to be saved. All they had to do was look and believe and they would be saved. So you must simply look to the cross and believe and you will be saved. Up until that time, C.H. Spurgeon had been trying to do good works. He was a good boy. He was a good kid. He was trying to go to church and do all the right things. And he was trying to earn his salvation. But when he heard that sermon, he looked to Jesus. He put his complete faith and trust in Jesus. And he, in his testimony, says, When I looked and believed... I was saved. Well, that's the case with these four lepers. When they believed and acted upon that belief, they were saved. And again, may I make an appeal to you? Has there ever been a time and a place where you have repented of your sins and looked to Jesus as the Savior and received the free gift of eternal life simply by faith? If you've never done that, this Christmas you can receive the greatest gift of all, the gift of salvation, by looking to Jesus and receiving him as your Savior. Stick with me. We'll be back. Bob wants to come to your church. Find out how to host a CrossPower weekend at crosspower.net. Welcome back to Bob Brady Live on this Monday afternoon. Today in this hour, and I had no idea it was going to take an entire hour, we're looking in Luke chapter 17 at the nine lepers that Jesus healed. Luke chapter 17 Verses 11 through 19, we have looked at their condition. We have looked at their contrition, pardon me. We just looked at their conversion, and now we look at the celebration. In verses 15 and 16, and I'm going to have to hurry. In verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks And he was a Samaritan. Scripture zeroes in on just one of them. And it's fascinating. It's the Samaritan. The others were the Jews. Now, why the Samaritan? Well, we learned a principle back in Luke chapter 7. My wife and I were reading this just the other night. Remember the woman that came in with an alabaster box? She had a very bad reputation. And it was an alabaster box filled with precious ointment, and she broke it and anointed the head of Jesus. And then she washed his feet with her tears, and she dried his feet with her hair. And it was a 
scandal. And they were standing around saying, if he really knew who she was, he wouldn't be giving her this attention. And finally, he turned to them and he gave them this principle. He said, uh, this woman has a great deal to be forgiven of. If you have a person over here who is forgiven of a few pennies, and then on the other hand, you have a person over here who has been forgiven of a great debt, millions of dollars, which one is going to be most grateful? The one that has been given, forgiven the debt of pennies or the one that has been forgiven the debt of millions? And the obvious answer is the one forgiven the debt of millions. And Jesus said, this woman... This woman understands what it means to be forgiven. And he turns to those in the room and he says, you didn't even wash my feet. This woman has washed my feet and and she's anointed me with oil. Well, all of the lepers were condemned and doomed. But the Jews, at least they could say, well, at least we're Jews. We may be lepers, but we're not like this. Samaritans. Remember, the Samaritans were the outcast of society, particularly by the Jews. The Jews looked down on the Samaritans. So these Jewish lepers could say, well, we may be lepers, but at least we're not a Samaritan leper. Look at him. So he had the most to be grateful for. Now, it's important. The need was the same. They all had leprosy, but the perception was not. For the Jews, at least, were Jewish. So the one that had the most to be thankful for turned and returned and worshipped Jesus. And it's interesting in verse 15, concerning this man, it says he was healed. I don't have time to go into all the details of this. But for the other lepers, it says they were cleansed. For him, he was healed. It was more than just cleansing that had occurred. Now, what happened to the other nine? Well, they went and showed themselves to the priest. They were healed, and guess what? They became more religious. They went down to church. Yeah, they were healed, but they did not turn and give thanks to Jesus. What's God trying to tell us here in this text? Of those saved, few live lives of thanksgiving. We enjoy the blessings of being forgiven by Jesus, but we forget that it's all to him we owe. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Which leads to the last point quickly. We have looked at their condition, their contrition, their conversion, their celebration, and now here is the confusion. In verse 17, and Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? I know that Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully human. He shared the same emotions that you and I do. And I am certain That there is pain in the voice of Jesus when he says, Were there not ten cleansed, but 
Where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Another reference to him being a Samaritan. He was a stranger outside the ranks of Judaism. Where are the nine? Were they not all healed? Yes. But only one returned to give thanks to Jesus. I just wonder, the closing moments of this program today, this Christmas season, that's why I said this is a Christmas text. This Christmas season, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. We celebrate the incarnation. We celebrate the virgin birth. We celebrate the angels. We celebrate the shepherds. But the reason we celebrate that is because he was born to die. He was born to live a perfect life and offer himself as the perfect Lamb of God on Calvary's cross to atone for our sins, to pay the price for our sins. That is the Christmas message. It is not just a cute little baby in a manger. If you do not make the cross a part of your Christmas, you don't understand Christmas. If you don't make the empty tomb a part of your Christmas, you don't understand Christmas. And I'm wondering, does Jesus ask the same question of you? I saved you. I forgave you. I took your feet out of the pit, out of the miry clay, and set them upon a rock. I gave you a new name. I gave you a new birth certificate. I gave you a new inheritance. I gave you a new home. I even gave you a new past because now we are identified with Christ and his crucifixion and resurrection. Jesus says, I've given you all of that as gifts. Where is your thanksgiving? Where is your life dedicated and devoted to worshiping me and serving me and spending the rest of your life serving me? As I've read this text, I've often thought about the scene at the temple when the Samaritan arrived. I just wonder, I just wonder how the other nine, I kept talking about the the nine lepers. There were 10 here, forgive me. All the way back at the beginning of the program, I was talking about the, there were 10. But nine did not return, only this one. I'm just wondering what the nine said to the one. I'm wondering what the one said to the nine. This Christmas, I am determined to not be the nine, but to be the one. I hope you will make the same determination. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful, wonderful evening. But wherever you go, whatever you do, remember whose you are. 
Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.